Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. This show is supported by generous listeners like you through a Patreon. This episode was underwritten by the Tamsin G Association and Stephanie Powers. To learn more about ways to support Oh My Dollar and get cool perks like exclusive live streams and cat stickers, you can visit ohmydollar.com support. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Kerbake. And I'm your producer, Will. All right, Will, this is the time of year where I just get mad at one thing. Frost. (laughs) Actually, I kind of have been enjoying that. No, it's pretty. But receipts. Because, you know, I did... I think like one of my perennial New Year's resolutions is that like I'm going to have just like less paper clutter in my life. And at the end of the year, I'm always like, oh, I'm going to get everything organized for my taxes. And I just realize how many freaking receipts pile up in my life. And, mm-hmm. the you know, receipts like the actual paper is kind of terrible, right? Like it starts to wear off and becomes hard to read after like, I don't know, a day of carrying it around yep, in your yep, pocket. Yeah, it's that like weird plasticized thin paper. Yeah. And it's like, but you like feel like you need to hold on to them. And, you know, I get like these really long health insurance statements that I need to keep around as receipts. And they're like super thick, even though they just say one number on them. Uh, and I just get like angry. At all the paper. And it's kind of a perennial thing. And I really just want to set them all on fire. <laughs> yeah. The receipts burn a kind of nasty black. It Going is back true. to that weird plasticized thin paper, it's like this weird acrid black smoke. Yeah. So like setting them on fire <laughs> isn't even a good idea. And it's also not a good idea because, um, especially if you are self-employed, but if you use receipts, if you tax deduct any kind of itemized expenses or if you're self-employed and, and deduct your business expenses, you need to hold on to those receipts for seven years. Seven years. I didn't realize it was that long. So- and the, the reason those receipts are important is because the IRS, if they do choose to audit you, will need you to produce receipts of everything that you tax deducted as business expenses. Wow. And they will not accept credit card or bank statements in substitution of receipts. So you can't just say, oh, but I put it on my credit card, so it's fine. I don't need to keep that receipt. Okay, because that was my assumption. Why is that? Is that because that would be too easy to, uh, uh, to fake? Credit card receipts aren't really itemized. So, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. it just says, like, you spent $50 on Amazon. You could have spent $50 on something. Animorphs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Which is what you spend money on Amazon. <laughs> Animorphs <laughs> books. Or, you know, or you could have spent it on, I don't know, legitimate business expenses. Um, so, and, and unless you're an Animorphs reviewer, that's probably not a legitimate <laughs> business expense. But side hustle idea for you, Will. Uh, and, and, like, 
the other thing that frustrates me about receipts is that I end up with a, I do a lot of business travel and I end up with just a lot of receipts that I've like stuffed into my pocket and been like, oh, when I get back to the hotel, I'll like scan those. Oh yeah, travel traveling with receipts must really compound things. So yeah. rather the receipts you need, but also the receipts that you like shoving in your pocket as you're hopping on a plane out of the Tokyo airport at two in the morning. Right. Well, and the most frustrating thing about them, right, is that I often need to keep those receipts because often when I'm abroad, I'm I have more cash transactions, and um, I literally don't have time to input them. And I need to keep track of the exchange rate so that I can deduct them oh, in yeah. U.S. dollars on my taxes. And so it's super frustrating. And then, you know, the classic, like, you write, you're supposed to write the full name of anybody that you have a business meal with on the receipt um, because you need to prove that it was, like, a business thing mm-hmm. when you deduct those. Remember that your business meals are 50% tax deductible. Um, obviously, if you're traveling on business, uh, you get a per diem. Uh, an IRS per diem which we've talked about before but and like scanning receipts like taking pictures on your phone is like theoretically a thing you can do but if you don't do it right you kind of just end up with pictures of hundreds of receipts on your phone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and you just like keep finding them in random pockets or like you don't know how to find them unless you remember the exact date of the transaction Actually, some, something I've been doing to help with that is with Google's image recognition technology, you can actually search your photos for documents and it will recognize what things are documents yeah. and receipts, which with- will pull them all up, which has been really helpful for like finding my lease at times or uh, <laughs> receipts. I like that you took a picture of your lease. Yeah. I mean, if it's an important document on paper, I try to digitize it. This is re- this is so, exactly what we're talking about I think today. that's probably the moral of this episode. Yep. Uh, so I, in 2016, I, not only did I do this weird project where I took a picture of every single thing I bought for the year, I also saved every single receipt I got in 2016 from everything from coffee to a single transit ticket. And I put them all in a big pile. Did you always get a receipt when asked? I always asked for receipts. Oh, (laughs) one hot. (laughs) A year's worth of receipts was bigger than my cat and it weighed over nine pounds. And that wasn't including digital receipts like Square or anything. That was just printed receipts that I received. Um, I'll put the picture up on omydollar.com if you want to see my cat sitting in a pile of receipts. Yep. Um, (laughs) But since then, I've really been on a quest to rid myself of all the receipts in my life. And the good news is that most of us have these pocket computers these days, and there's actually like a ton of great apps out there for managing your receipts. So getting rid of receipts without accidentally losing something you might need if you do get audited is a Mm -hmm. lot easier than it used to be. Um, So if this is something that bothers you like it does me, let 2019 be the year that you stop hoarding shoeboxes of receipts. Yeah. So what what receipts are the most important to keep? Do we want to keep all of them? Do we want to take pictures of every every little coffee like you did? No, that was just a weird art project. Don't do that. So... um, (laughs) So first of all, if you are not someone who is a freelancer or owns their own business, most receipts you can ditch on a personal level. Like obviously, I think keeping track of your expenses is a good personal finance choice, um, but receipts don't have to be the path to that. Um, You can just chuck out most receipts with no shame, but there is a few that you want preserved even if you don't aren't a freelancer and don't have business expenses. So things you might want to return to the store, this is especially true at this time of year for like end of year purchases or maybe gifts that didn't mm-hmm. work out. Usually you need a receipt to return. It depends on the store. Things, the big one is things you might need insurance replacement or warranty on if they fall out of repair or are stolen. So this is generally high ticket items. 
electronics, cameras, household appliances, jewelry, bicycles, anything where the value is such that you might make a warranty or insurance mm-hmm. claim on it if it broke or went missing. That one came up for me just a couple of weeks ago when I had a really nice French Dutch oven break. Ooh. Just cracked along the bottom, which was probably a warrant, which was probably a manufacturer issue. But I got a brand new one in the mail a few days later. So. Th- this isn't even on a high ticket item, but this is relevant to my life particularly, which is that a couple years ago, I got gifted a popcorn maker. And my previous popcorn maker, I had inherited from an old housemate. It was 30 years old at least. Like cool. it was clearly, it was <laughs> clearly from the early 80s. Just like caked up with, with imitation butter and, and grease. Luckily, I didn't use any butter. It was an air popper. But I, oh, okay. I eat popcorn, I eat popcorn literally every day. I eat air pop popcorn every day. Pop pop. Uh, it's like my biggest vice other than coffee. And- I got, I was gifted a new one probably because my housemate really was like concerned I was going to burn down yeah. the house with <laughs> with this thirty year old popcorn maker I got and it um it went out the heating element went out in it and in the like new a, one in the new mm-hmm. one and it's like a thirty and I was like come on the other one lasted thirty years and you haven't even lasted two um but uh, it turned out that it was still under warranty. And uh, we had to replace it, but we luckily we had the receipt for it um, because it had been purchased online. Um, otherwise, that wasn't you know it's a thirty dollar item. It's probably not something we would have would have noted. But it was very helpful that we were able to search and uh, pull up the receipt because hmm. it was um, an online purchase. So kind of off of that is do online email receipts? Say I bought a pressure cooker from Amazon and they send me a little receipt. Is that as valid for the IRS? Just as, as other valid receipts? for the oh. IRS. It just needs to be an itemized receipt from the original merchant. Gotcha. Um, And then lastly are things that you might tax deduct other than business expenses. So examples of these would be medical expenses. So if you had a really high medical expense year and you spent more than 7.5% of your adjusted gross income on medical expenses. Mm -hmm. So this is particularly true for someone that's like going through fertility treatment or um, uh, possibly a pregnancy or has a lot of dental expenses, they you need to keep all of those receipts. Um, and medical receipts are one of those really frustrating things because you get a lot of things that look like bills but aren't bills <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in the mail. And so those are one of those things that you would want to organize. Um, or charitable donations if you are going to itemize your taxes. So if you're... Um, uh, we talked about under the new tax plan, not that many people are itemizing anymore, but um, charitable donations are something you do want to keep the receipts for if you are going to do that. Yeah, definitely. If you are a sole proprietor, freelancer, or file expense reports for a business, like, for example, you're a traveling salesperson, so you have like a ton of expenses, um, you need to keep a lot more receipts on the average person that just works for an employer. A lot more. You need to keep receipts for almost absolutely everything that you spend money on in your business. Anything you're going to tax deduct. This means all your inventory or equipment purchases, all business meals or coffee, your rent, your health insurance, and all business travel purchases. So for me, the worst part of this is managing all the expenses I accrue when I'm on the road for work. Like Mm -hmm. everything from a snack purchased in the airport to like when you're on the plane, they don't even give you a receipt when you buy food on the plane. Um, So you have to let them know, like, will you email me a receipt? Right. Um, And so those are one of those frustrating things. And then also if you're doing like a lot of ride sharing or taxi hailing, um, when your work travel, like there's just a lot of incidental expenses you pick up. Yeah. 
So the very first thing you need to do in all cases is handle digital receipts. And the best advice I can give for these is automate filing and then rely on search. Yeah. <laughs> so for all my digital receipts from websites or from coffee shops that use something like Square or any kind of like digital point of sale system, I have set up rules in my email that I never have to touch my receipts. So I don't even, they don't even come into my inbox. Is it just forwarded into another box? Yeah. And then you can... And you can do search all that later. Like yeah, you said, yeah, exactly. And um, you and the great part is that there it's already in text, so it's already searchable. You don't need to deal with any kind of like image rec- recognition or mm-hmm. anything. Um, and you can do this in nearly every email client. Um, but it's super easy in Outlook and Gmail, where they get immediately filed into a folder when they come in. So I have a folder for my business expenses, and then I automatically tag them according to merchant. So this is really helpful if you have a lot of uh, receipts that are going to come from the same place. So like the same coffee shop uh, or, uh, you know, all my ship station, which is my postage provider, sends me receipts every time I, I purchase stamps, which uh-huh. is every And those day. all go into your little receipt inbox. Yeah, cool. and they get tagged by the merchant. So all my Amazon receipts get tagged for Amazon. Um, all my coffee shop receipts get tagged appropriately as like meals and all of my rideshare receipts get tagged. And um, if you want to get like extra high level, you can tag if you do a lot of business travel, you can tag your rideshare receipts with the city that you're in. Oh, so you've so you got can, the location Yeah, as well. you can pull that out of the email, um, which is really helpful if you're just trying to do a quick expense report for a city. It took me about 15 minutes to set up all those rules. And then when I need receipts for something, I can simply search my email. So this is really good if you just need to keep track of personal expenses for something like warranty, or if you have another accounting system for your expenses and only need the receipts for backup for, say, the IRS. So yeah. You itemize, you know, you either use YNAB or QuickBooks or something like that for accounting, and you just need to make sure you have the receipts when you need them. So we're going to come back and talk more about paper receipts, but we're going to have a quick break. Reminder, our show is supported by listeners like you and sponsors. Here's a note from our sponsors. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right. We're back. We're back. So digital receipts are just megabyte clutter, right? This is not the nine pounds of receipts that I was talking about. But there's a much bigger issue, which is paper receipts, which are just crinkly monsters. Mm-hmm. My cat loves to eat We didn't even talk about receipts. their crinkly noise. It is like a really specific type I know. of paper. It burns weird. It makes a funny sound. It uh, feels well, weird. We have a lot of issues with the receipts in this, <laughs> in this house. Um, so I, good news for you is that I have personally tried out nearly every method out there for digitizing receipts. I have downloaded every free trial of everything. I've tried them all out. Uh, Essentially, I did a bunch of work so that you don't have to trial them all out. So I'm going to give you a rundown like everything. This really depends on your own personal budget and your lifestyle about what works for you. But um, I will give you kind of the overview of the top ones that I found um, and you know, what makes sense. So Evernote is one of the most popular methods out there for digitizing receipts. And that's because um, it is, there's a free version of it that's pretty fully featured. Essentially, Evernote is this like very flexible 
kind of note-taking platform. Uh But one of the things that it has is that it allows you to scan um, receipts or anything with business cards, anything with text, and it will try to automatically recognize what it is on there and make it searchable. Um, And this is really, really good if you only ever need your paper receipts as backup, meaning that you're not searching for, you're not using them for like regular accounting or expense reports. You just need to be able to search them later for something. Right, have them later just in case. Yeah, warranty or insurance claims or whatever if you get audited. Um, Evernote is pretty good at making that scan text searchable. Like it's, I think it's probably one of the best at what's called OCR out there, which is the text recognition. Um, you can use the Evernote app on your phone to scan receipts. Um, you can also do this with business cards, which is kind of cool. And then you can quickly tag them as you enter them. So you can tag oh, them to find them later. I like that it does both too. That sounds helpful. And then it's really easy to search on desktop as well. Um, you People use, I mean, people are really into Evernote. It probably has like the biggest cult following out there. So if you're interested in using Evernote, you can find extensive documentation on how to set up a workflow for this. Hmm. Um, I would say it's easiest to do this kind of thing on a weekly-ish or monthly level or even daily if you're traveling and have a ton of like really small expenses coming in. Right. Versus then doing it like once a year with your nine pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have any business expenses and need a line by and don't need like a line by line export it's a free option that works well for most folks alternatively if evernote sounds kind of good to you but you don't want to deal with another app and you're already using that automatic tagging in um, your email method another method is to take a picture of your receipts with your phone Mm -hmm. and email it to yourself and set up an automated rule so you can say paper receipt the name of the merchant blah, 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 blah. You won't get that automatic text recognition, but if you're just doing it for backup, that's an easy way to do it for yourself without having to pay for an extra piece of software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a cool idea. Um, The next one is actually the one that I use for myself now. Um, It's called Waves, and it's a small business accounting app that has a standalone receipt scanner app. Um, It will automatically read the merchant just like Evernote, and um, it will find the numbers and assign the receipt to a category that it thinks it's in. This is really excellent for freelanders because it bundles the receipt scanning with the accounting mm-hmm. online. Um, the disadvantage of it is that you do need to have the desktop app like set up with all of your like accounting kind of information and what bank accounts and everything on it. Um, but what's really cool about it is that like you can use it pretty much as inclusive accounting and um, receipt scanning software so it's like all together right versus Evernote which is more just for scanning yeah really saving your receipts really just for scanning you have to like work really hard to set up an accounting system in Evernote and it wouldn't be like a super good one yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I think that uh, Waves is really great partially also because it is free um, it, the receipt scanner is um, pretty fast. It's a pretty good app. It works on both iOS and Android. Um, but it does store your receipts on the cloud rather than on your phone, which is great for your phone storage, but super annoying if you don't have cell service. So if you travel internationally a lot or you have like a low data plan, um, it can be annoying because you have to like wait to scan your receipts until you get on Wi-Fi. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, or oh, like yeah, 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 pay data. Um, you can pay a monthly fee for extra support, but it's um, it's actually just it's zero dollars for the accounting features and the receipt scanning features, and it also has some invoicing features. But I haven't used those, so it's more or less free for most functions yeah. that you need from it. Cool. Exactly. Um, so Shoeboxed is an app and a website <laughs> that is meant to just make receipts go away. They have a pretty easy to remember name too. 
Um, it does a really good job of recognizing merchants and assigning it to the IRS categories, just like Waves does. Um, and if you have a giant pile of receipts to deal with, you can actually get them to send you an envelope to just stuff them all in. Oh, that's and wild. They will go file and data enter, and it's like $10 to do that. So it's really good if you've got like a huge backlog and you need to deal with it. Um, shoebox could be good because they, you know, they'll, they'll take care of the bad. They'll, they'll take, take care your of it's like they're your, you know, assistant that yeah. handles it for you. Um, it's probably the best app for seeing seamless tax prep because that's really what they're set up for. So, um, it's the app I don't think is as clean as Evernote or Waves and there's a bit of a delay for them to hit the web. Um, what I like about Waves is while it's like processing and trying to read the receipt, it'll show it in pending. Um, whereas Shoebox will just kind of have a delay. It does do a great job of auto-tracking mileage. So if you tr if you drive a lot for work, either as a freelancer or as like a contractor that gets mm -hmm. reimbursed, um, it will auto-track mileage in GPS oh, that's um, cool. just like in the background. You just like tap when you're starting your business. You don't even drive. have to tap. It'll just automatically do it. And then you can like unmark oh, cool. something if it's not a business trip. And this is really great because um, tracking mileage is, uh, it's usually a lot better to do that than just to do gas receipts because the federal rate includes wear and tear on your car right so you'll yeah. almost always end up with more money in your pocket if, if you do just gas uh yeah. yeah just just gas uh i actually know friends who like make a lot of tax-free money on their mileage reimbursement because they sense, drive yeah. a ton for <laughs> work um, it also scans business cards and automates that so that's pretty cool the price is pretty steep though it's 29 dollars a month for freelancers mm -hmm. i will say it gives you a nice like export that is just like super easy to enter everything into the irs categories when you do your taxes so it's probably the best set up for that and if you're someone that like knows you you ain't gonna scan no receipts and you just want to be able to get an envelope and stuff them in and then have the problem solved then um shoebox could be really good for that so Expensify is an app and a website that's tailored more to corporate employees that have expenses to file, mm -hmm. um, but it does work for freelancers. And kind of one of the advantages of that, since it's tailored to corporate employees, uh -huh. the the uh, the features that freelancers need are usually really cheap. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense, right? Because right? the corporate rate is kind of yeah um, higher. Uh, so it has a bunch of features like same-day reimbursement for employees that make it marketable to corporate and clients. So it's worth looking into if you have to file expense reports for an employer. But you you can use the receipt scanner and categorization as a freelancer or an individual for free. Receipts scan really quickly. They're categorized. Um, they use the IRS categories. You can set up your own. And they're outputted as Excel or QuickBooks files. So it doesn't have like extensive accounting software on the back end, but it will integrate with an accounting method right. on the back end. Huh. Um, this that is probably like a useful one. Yeah, I would say it's probably the best at quick receipt tracking, but the features are definitely not built for freelancers. They're really meant for like traveling salespeople or corporate executives. It's free for five scans a month or it's $4.99 for like a fully featured freelancer account. Um, it also has that same automatic mileage tracking where it'll do the background GPS. FreshBooks, um, I'm sure you've heard about it. If you listen to podcasts, they sponsor, I think, all of the podcasts. I've, yeah, literally it, every podcast. Except ours. Yeah. Come on, FreshBooks. Get on that FreshBooks. <laughs> um, it is sold more as an invoicing platform for freelancers, so it does like automatic invoicing and stuff like that, which some of the other um, apps that we mentioned do. Mm -hmm. Relevant to this episode, it also does receipt scanning from your phone. The app is super fast to use. It will automatically read the receipts and put them in the IRS tax categories. It also does work with other countries 
Toronto-based tax systems because it's actually a Toronto-based company. Oh, that's neat. Um, they've been around since the 90s. They're not going anywhere. Um, it probably has the nicest online interface, and it will automatically import from your bank account as well. So mm-hmm. your digital receipts can get the same like IRS category treatment that your right, that you're scanned in physical ones do. That's yeah, neat. Which is pretty cool. Um, this is probably the best option if you need to bill clients for expenses on a regular base basis because you can inc- you can tack on expenses to billing for hours in invoicing oh, that's neat. with the receipts attached with I'm the sure, receipts yeah. and huh, everything. Cool. So um, I would say that it's probably the best fully featured if you do a lot of client work. What I will say the reason that I didn't stick with FreshBooks is I like how fully featured the accounting is, but it is really meant for um, people that mainly do client work. So if you have inventory to manage, it is not fully featured the way like something like QuickBooks is for tracking inventory, which you do need to do for taxes because you have to pay taxes on what inventory is left over at the end of the year so it isn't free as well so it starts at $15 a month with $25 a month is kind of the rate to get access to the full features right it can be used as a full accounting system similar to waves or like almost as full featured as QuickBooks it's probably the best if you like have an accountant but you're used to bringing a shoebox full of receipts and crying to your accountant (laughs) like I would say it's kind of in between Um, if you do a ton of invoicing I think FreshBooks is like a really good option for a lot of people that do invoicing, um, but it is it is not free. So Waves is probably the most similar to it that is free. That is free, yeah. Huh, cool. And those are those are all the options. So I would love to hear what is your experience res- with receipts. Do you hang on to them? Are you just are you just crossing your fingers and hope you never get audited? Or um, use an option we didn't even mention here. Yeah, is there is there something that you use that we didn't mention? Obviously, Some weird homebrew software, just like a cool trick. Yeah, do you like scan them into your like phone auto recognition or something? Um, what do you do? Uh, do you have shoeboxes in your closet? Is this? <laughs> Uh, do you feel personally attacked by this episode? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to hear about what your solutions are. As always, I love to hear from you. I wish you luck in banishing receipts from your life in 2019. <laughs> That wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki. And your host and personal finance educator is Lillian Kerbake. Thanks for listening. And until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. 